Before we begin, I want to let you know this episode contains sensitive information about mental health, substance misuse, and suicide. If you or a loved one need assistance, please call or text 988, Georgia's Crisis and Suicide Lifeline. Educators, tune in to a positive mindset because this premiere episode of Classroom Conversations Season 4 is full of hope. Welcome to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers, presented by the Georgia Department of Education and Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm host Ashley Mingwasser, and my, are we hitting you hard off the top of a new season with content so elevating you'll have to pinch yourself to come back down to earth. Not to mention, we're hosting two veritable celebrities in studio today. This episode is about mental health matters, because mental health matters. What does the trauma-informed classroom look like? Well, just listen for the next half hour. You'll see. Our teacher guest of honor is the highly esteemed high school health teacher and athletic director at John S. Davidson Fine Arts Magnet School in Richmond County. Adam Kowalczyk, known as Coach K, says his passion for teaching and coaching comes from something deep-rooted. And it must, because he's doing more than making waves in the teen mental health space. He's calming waves. Coach K isn't just talking body, but is very much teaching the mind-body connection. Joining him, filmmaker Tamlin Hall, not to be confused with daytime broadcaster Tamron Hall. Oh, no. Tamlin is the executive producer, writer-director of the Southeast Emmy award-winning PBS edutainment series, Hope Givers, which includes mental health resources for teachers, parents, and students alike. He's the founder and CEO of the Driving Hope Givers nonprofit. And these two know each other. Bit of a bromance going on here. Coach K is making careful use of Tamlin's Hope Givers content in his classroom. He's even a collaborator in the curriculum development of two whole episodes. Welcome, Coach K and Tamlin Hall. How are you guys? I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you, Tamlin? I'm wonderful. Thank you for uh, including me in this conversation. I'm I'm honored to be beside Coach K. I know. I can tell you're happy to be here, but together is the linchpin of that. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. It, it is really amazing. Is. We'll start with you, Coach K, because you're you're a teacher guest of honor. What led you to become a teacher in the first place? Um. Well, a quick story. Um. I actually was not always wanting to be a teacher, um, but uh, when I was in school, I just had uh, such amazing impacts from different teachers that I've had over the years, and um, and one particular instance in college um, where I was struggling a little bit in a class, and a and a professor just kind of reached out and you know said I'm I'm willing to help and and I want to um, provide an opportunity for students, so just check your email. And, um, and I, he was looking right at me and I just kind of had this feeling and, um, and sure enough, that was a bump that got me to that next grade. And, and it was right at that moment, I thought teachers make differences and it could be something so small. And I said, I just want to have that impact on, on kids and, and to just be able to reach some of those students that maybe just need a, a helping hand or, you know, a, a positive role model. You got the message and now look how you're paying it forward. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. Tamlin, look at us 
both of us hosting education content. I wonder if we're mirror souls. Have you thought about that? I did think about that on the way here. Do you like chocolate? I do. I love chocolate. How do you feel about onions? Um... I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of Vidalia, um, <laughs> Georgia, but I, I'm, right. I'm not a I'm not a big uh, onion person. We are the same, Tamlin. I just had a strong feeling about it. Um, but you are a filmmaker, which I am not, and a twin maker, which mm-hmm. I am not. Please explain that. So I have four year old twin boys that are identical, uh, Brock Rivers Hall and Hendrick Stone Hall, and they are uh when, 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 I guess when parents say they're my everything, they really are my everything. And everything that I do is for them. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a father. I think that, that what Adam was just saying about being a role model and, uh, and a trusted adult, uh, and someone to, um, I don't know. I think responsibility is really important and accountability. And I, and I'm, I, I, I look at coach K and I go, Oh wow. Like he is a role model. And I've watched him, um, with a lot of students and, um, I want to. I want to. I want to mimic him. I want to be a lot like Coach K. That's so beautiful. I see a <laughs> tear forming in his right eye right now. You guys have a beautiful banter and a beautiful connection, and I think it is because you share that very mission that you talked about. Tell me something personal about yourselves that maybe your students don't know, Coach K. Can you think of anything? Um. Uh, well, you know, a lot of my students they they know I, I coach several sports, so they know I'm I'm real big, and and I've I've got Green Bay all over my room, and um, and, and they know, and I'm, I'm the weightlifting teacher, so they get that aspect. Um, but it's always a shock when they find out I am actually a big gamer. Oh, like and video. And I love video games. And, um, I've even hosted some tournaments at my school and the Look kids, the kids like, he, he can't be serious. And I said, <laughs> oh, I can play some games. Watch me dominate you young people. So they, that's always a shock to them. They're like, no, you're just kidding. I said, oh no, i I love a good video game, so and I st- I still play, and and my wife will play together, so it's a lot of fun. Oh, that is fun, Tamlin. What's a fun fact about you that most people who work with you might not know? Oh, oh, mm, fun fact. Um, maybe I'm not that much fun. No, uh, I gotta stop. I, gotta, I gotta think about it for a second. <laughs> my goodness, I I I guess something super random is that you know I lived in Los Angeles for 12 years and. At one point in time, I was a taxi cab driver before the Uber days and the oh, wow. Lyft days. It was like a legit, like I wore a fedora hat, dressed up, and and uh, and and drove drove a cab around for a little while. I love in Los that. Angeles, yeah. OG cabby, that's wonderful. Lots of stories, yeah. Did you ever have a, a rider that was so rude you just could not wait for the ride to end? I'm oh, sure there was there was quite a few. Not one to any any celebrities. Um, not that I know of, from what I remember. Uh, there was a lot. My my uh, was a five p.m. to five a.m. five p.m. to five a.m. shift. So there was a lot of um, stuff that we probably can't talk about on this. Exactly one. right, yeah. because because you were keeping your eyes on the road and yes. getting them where they were going, getting them safely. where they're supposed to go. <laughs> That's right. What compelled you to make Hope Givers, Tamlin? So we we don't have enough time in the in the uh, day for this <laughs> one. Um, so I. I I grew up in LaGrange, Georgia. It's a small town. It's about an hour south of Atlanta. And uh, I had a friend growing up uh, who uh, everybody loved. And I was bullied a lot growing up. And I didn't have very many friends. And he would give me rides and tell me jokes. He made me feel like I belonged in this world. And uh, his senior year in high school, he was self-medicating an undiagnosed mental illness as he was voted friendliest of a senior class. What? And, uh, and his name was Holden Layfield. And uh, he died by suicide. He was 19. And I was a junior in high school when it happened, and um, 
you know, I know there's a podcast, but if you can look, I'm really old now, so I'm way past 19, <laughs> like a junior in high school. But um, he made a pro. That, Holden had more compassion, acceptance, generosity than anybody I've ever met, and uh, it just made a deep impact in my life to want to tell his story. So the first film that I did was called Holding On. Uh, I got the life rights from his family, and then after that, I was I was traveling around the country with Holding On, with on panels that would parents talking about um, suicide and, and, and family members and a lot of individuals uh, just talking about content and themes that were really difficult to talk about in communities, uh, about the opioid addiction and, and substance use. And they were telling their stories but using it for hope uh, for others. And it was this pay it forward initiative in these communities. And I was like, I just want to share these stories because I just want other people, I want someone in Valdosta to Georgia to know what's happening in Breckenridge, Colorado, and and using that for for hope and for uh, an opportunity to realize that you are not alone and that there's other people in this community and to get more connected. So it was all about connectedness when I started Hope Givers. Yeah, it is connective tissue by mm-hmm. function. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful gift you give people, a gift that Coach K has received and applied in his classroom. And we're going to focus on that now for the duration of our conversation. But Coach K, a common topic of conversation is about the need for students to have a trusted adult. Can you tell us more about that and how you define trusted adult? Well, truly, I think um, just establishing the rapport with the students, um, I focus on that day one. Um, you know, when they know me as Coach K, um, I'm a I'm a firm coach and I, and I have a lot of rules and I really hold to those. Um, but at the end of the day, I tell them, you know, tough love is still love. And and I do care about all my students deeply and and I want them to succeed, whether it's in the classroom, on the court, um, in life. Um, I, I just want them to do well. So I want to be that person. If they're having a bad day, they can pop in. Um, I'll have students that uh, will bring their lunch and they'll they'll eat lunch and we'll just we'll just talk and and discuss what's going on if they're having a bad day. Um, and I think sometimes just somebody to listen um, that they can go to and whether they vent or they talk about an assignment they're struggling with or a relationship they they have questions about because, a lot of those things we talk about in in the health classroom. Um, and so I think just being that person that they can go to, um, I think is really most important. When I think of a trusted adult, who could I trust with this conversation to give me good advice, to listen and not just, I'm in the room, but I hear you. I'm not just listening, but I hear what you're saying. Very well said. And I should add that you're here today because you were pretty much seen as the epitome of this in George's classroom. So you're you're certainly doing it right. And I think it comes from your ability to apply just the sense of passion and purpose. You're available. You're accessible to them. You guys talk about things, but you also hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're not like the pushover teacher either. You're there for them, but everybody has to show up in that relationship. I think that's really good. And you're probably seeing certain risk factors that keep coming up for your students. What are what are some that you've seen? Um, one thing we really deal with, in, deal with in my community is um, just where the students come from. There's so many different backgrounds. Um, and when I approach any child, um, you know, I have to think, I, I don't know what their background is. I don't know what their family life is um, because that really shapes your viewpoint. Um, we deal a lot with mental health, um, just dealing with stress and anxiety, how, um, coping skills, how to handle just any being a teenager is tough. Yeah. Um, and and where I teach, it's a it's a 
a very high performance school. They have a very rigid schedule with their fine arts, with the academics. Um, so just trying to balance all that mentally, I think, is one of our biggest challenges. Um, just helping the students organize their time, uh, manage their schedules a little bit better. Um, but we also have a very high um, rate of violence in our community. Um, there's a lot of uh, high poverty rates um, in Richmond County. Um, and so also just approaching that side as well, um, because we never know what the kids are dealing with at home. That's right. And the solution to risk factors is to focus on protective factors, which is where Tamlin series Hope Givers comes in. We know by name, Tamlin, that there is hope behind the series Hope Givers. But who are your Hope Givers featured in the series? So our Hope Givers for this season um, are currently, it's amazing. It really, I'm, I'm really honored. Uh, Tyler Gordon, who is a 16-year-old painting savant who uh, self-taught himself how to paint. He was he was born deaf and um and he did the time cover magazine of LeBron James uh, back in 2020. And so uh, he really talks about bullying and, um, and, and disability in his episode. And we also highlight Avery Dixon, who is America's Got Talent all-star runner-up from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to All ATL. right. And, A-Town yeah, down. <laughs> and he, 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 he's got this really incredible story of uh, bullying as well and depression and suicide ideation. But one thing that America's Got Talent didn't do when they when they highlighted Avery was that they he talked about bullying and so when he when when we did the interview at, at Clayton State with him he talked about bullying and I, we I just assumed it was like peer to peer yeah he started talking about the adults bullying him and I have chill bumps and it was that aha moment I was like this is what this episode's going to be on now trusted adults there we because go because we sit here I, I I think even me when I was growing up like when I was getting bullied there were adults who said things to me that 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 I still remember that um I, I, I if I look back on it I go I'm probably who I am today as an adult because I look at that and I go I don't want to be like that yeah. I don't I, that's that's not who I trust right that's not that that's somebody who's broken my trust and if you know any relationship you've ever been in whether it's a, a romantic relationship or any when that trust is broken that trust is broken and it's really hard to get back so trust is so important for us in creating hope givers and and giving the audience hope givers that that build trust and build relationships and connectedness that um that I think is great. We got, you know, we got a few others. We got our first Spanish-speaking episode this season, which Love I it. think is awesome. And uh, we highlight a couple of other uh, Atlanta-based talent. And, um, and, and we've also included um, some student reporter segments this year that we were working with Marietta High School. Vidalia High School, uh, Vidalia Onions, and uh, <laughs> bringing that, that one from. back, <laughs> bringing that one back, and uh, and Chesterfield High School in Gainesville, Georgia. So we think it's really important to really give the voice to the youth and the teens in what we're doing now because yes. teens want to hear from teens. They it's, do. It's, it's, it's wonderful that you're making trust and the focus of that concept such a priority. Thank gosh for the Coach K's out there that are are showing that in real life for students. What would you say is your underlying objective of the whole series if you had to put it in a sentence? Yeah, that would be a... Um, Probably a really, 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 really long sentence. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. I'll ignore the run-on as an English major. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it simple. We're here to help save young lives, and that's it. I mean, we can, we, we can have fun doing it. We can, we can. Teens, they're a really tough audience. Yes, and they can sniff out uh, inauthenticity. Yes, they completely. can completely. So we're 
we're authentic, we're real. Um, we highlight the highs and the lows. It's what life is. Um, but we maintain ourselves as hope givers, the producers, as the trusted adults. And we give the voice to the teens. And we say, here we are. This is what we can do together. And by doing it together and staying more connected, then that's going to create more trust. And when you create more trust, there's more vulnerability. And when you have vulnerability, you have trusted adult, adults that are in the room that listen. And then that helps save young lives because that, those are all protective factors. Yes. And real relationships. Coach K, what protective factors are you able to demonstrate and cultivate in your health classroom as a result of Hope Givers? Um, well, I, I use Hope Givers a lot, um, and and we actually had um, an assembly. and And I think what I what I love about Hope Givers is is we can come in and talk about topics that really are pretty serious. Um, and it would be very easy to hear conversations about it and and just walk out feeling down, and and you're like, man, that was kind of bleak. And um, but Hope Givers puts it in such a a fun way, um, and it's lively and and um, there's so much positivity around it, and and if you meet anybody from the from the company, and everybody is so genuine, and it shows in the show, and and when you give that to the kids, and the teachers buy into it, um, just being able to open up good conversation, um, that's the number one tool. Um, you know, Tamlin asked me, you know, how do you use it? And I said the conversation that that results from watching these episodes or using some of the curriculum because kids want to share. Mm -hmm. um, that is the one thing that I, I have learned deeply over the last um, many years I've been teaching. And uh, <laughs> Do you want to tell them how many? Um, I'll be going on year nine, All so right. not too many, but um, it's that conversation piece and kids want to be real, they want to share, they want to open up. Um, but what I found is they don't always have that person that they feel they can. Um, and I tell them all the time, sometimes you, there's things you probably just want to tell your friends. Some things you maybe don't want to tell your parents, but you kind of need to. Um, and I said, you know, we were teenagers once. So we know you don't want to tell parents everything. Um, but just having somebody to listen and to give good advice um, and and just making the classroom that safe space, that true safe space, because sometimes we'll label it. It's, you can share, but the kids will tell you, no, my mom said I could tell her anything, but I got in trouble when I told her this. <laughs> so th this is just one of those things where I said, truly, there's only certain things I have to report. And I tell them that up front, but um, they do. They open and they share and, and the kids share. And when you realize I'm not alone, yep. that is one of the most important things is there are other people that go through this um, or that have a similar situation. And they don't even realize it because we're afraid sometimes to open up. Right. That's almost an awakening. But you're mm -hmm. providing the trusted adult relationship and you're combining it with the vehicle of Tamlin's Hope Givers. And that seems to be a recipe for success. And you're so involved in this that you had a hand in the curriculum development for, I believe, two of the episodes. Do you remember which those were? Um, I, I believe it was one and four. Yeah, I think were the episodes I did. And um, and they spoke to me, you know, some of the things that they talked about. And I always say sometimes things are just meant to be. Mm -hmm. And the episodes, as I, I've watched them, they're all great. And I use them all. But sometimes it, you you just feel, man, that was meant for me. And and I hope that there are kids out there that feel that way, that, man, this was just meant for me. And, and that's what I love. Um, and so I, I wrote some curriculum and lesson plans that 
are try to be um, very plug and play. That they're so easy to use and to get the kids involved and show the video and and just have a journal entry or a conversation. And I think the kids would still get a lot out of that, um, which makes it so easy to use. That's what I love about it. And just run with it. I should tell you that I've watched and I think it's a wonderful series. The, especially your two episodes were they on uh, bullying? May have been one of the topics. Mm-hmm. And was the other one suicidal ideation? Maybe. Dealing with the foster care system. Oh, that was and, part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really tough stuff, honestly, but real things that young minds are facing. You seem so comfortable talking about mental health, Coach K. Why do you think that is? I, I, I'm thinking back to, you know, other athletic um, educators that I had back in the day. And I think that they were always kind of open and warm. There's just something to that. And you demonstrate that so well. Where do you think that comfort comes from? Well, I, um, I, I've always enjoyed working with kids and, and I, I try to be that, that person that, um, people feel they can go to and that they're comfortable around. Um, you can't win every battle, but I want to put that out there. And, and I think the kids realize that, um, you know, coaching helps, I think, because you really get to know kids in a totally different sense. Um, when you get them out of the classroom, they can relax a little bit. Um, and at Davidson, we also get that fine arts piece. So um, you get to see the kids and really in their element. Um, and you can somebody in the classroom that maybe you're struggling with and then you see them on stage or you see them out on the court and it's a totally different person. And you really get to know the whole child. And I think that that is one of the most important things that educators can do is truly know the whole child and take care of the whole child. Um, and so I try to be that person, but I've always been that way. Um, even when I was a teenager, I used to babysit my cousins and, and I loved it and I looked forward to it and and it paid pretty good. So (laughs) that's always a perk, but, um, I've just always been, wanted to be a people person. And, and so even since I was young. Yeah. You, I, I would say, uh, for us with Hope Givers, you know, very much of a, a an outcome. Our our goal is to create a positive culture and climate everywhere we go. Yes, it's with my staff, it's with our crew, our talent, it's with our educators and our teachers, and and then it, and then it goes into the classroom, and that's one thing that I would I'm going to sit here and admire Coach K for a second and say I admire your your positivity because I think that oftentimes that's what that's what youth that's what teens that's what adults see. Need. If yeah. I'm I, if I, I want to be around somebody that's positive, I love it. I yeah. like I, that 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 warms my heart. That makes me feel like I can trust that person. If we live and 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 we um, carry ourselves in ways where where possibly you know we we're doing something that's maybe not as positive, then maybe someone's not as trustful uh, to approach a conversation or a connection or a relationship. So I just admire your your positivity and 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 what you bring every every time I see you, dude. So Thank you. yeah. You demand, Coach K. Yeah, you demand. You are. You're well, my teacher of the year. Exactly. <laughs> you, you make a great point, Tamlin, that thoughts have momentum. Yeah. And those can go one way or the other, depending on how, how students are being exposed to handle that. So I think that's one of the things that Hope Givers does so well, is it offers them up a way to kind of process some of this. So I want to ask you, how do you think Hope Givers gets at this something that teens are going through in ways that are better than other mediums might. Why does it work so well? I think that Hope Givers hits something that others haven't in the way that what I mentioned earlier about authenticity is that 
Um, we're, we're, we're leaning into the positive. We're leaning into, yes, we're talking about stuff that, that sometimes is, is hard to talk about and, and it's difficult. And oftentimes as creators, what creators do is they look at that and they lean more into that. And I'm the opposite. I play with opposites as a creator and I go, what can we do to contrast that? Well, when we're talking about something that's, that's sometimes tough and difficult, well, can we bring some humor? Yes. Can we have some joy? Can we dance? Do an activity. Can we do an activity? Loved your matching track suits in the one episode, oh, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. You looked fantastic. Brandon Todd. I love him. Yeah. So I think that, that, that that's definitely something that I would say that is unique for us is is really pulling out and, and seeing the hope and, and finding that in the story is really important. The format works so well, too. It almost feels a little bit like a variety show. It is a variety show. That's a great. Thank you for acknowledging that. I really like when I when I think about it, um, the second season especially is is just uh, really leaning into this variety style that I think one thing. So I taught at UCLA. So I teach I teach part time at UGA for uh, screenwriting. I teach a uh, MFA program. Well, that's a big deal. Can we pause for that? (laughs) One, two. Three. Okay. Cool. So, um, so yeah. So I was at UCLA. I got my master at UCLA, and I was I was teaching there. And what I found with nineteen and twenty year olds was that their attention span was like uh, zero, and especially with <laughs> social media. And it's like it's, it's swiping, it's looking. So you have about three seconds to grab somebody's attention before they move on. So that was one thing that I really used in my personal life that that into the creative life of creating hope givers of like no segment can be very long. Like we have to. Do keep it, it moving. and keep on move, move the story forward, move the story forward, move the story forward. So that's something that you really see in our series that we we try to be very intentional about. It's paced so well and you can get something from every little piece of it. I think it's just very well designed. Coach Kate, let's conclude with the resources that you've been using to support mental health in your classroom. And uh, let's go with some that teachers can start using tomorrow. You know, we've got Hope Givers, Emmy-winning Hope Givers. We've got uh, Google Classroom. What are some other things that you're using? Um, I I am actually a teacher. I I use a lot, a a tremendous amount of self-made content. Look at you. um, Because I, I... I want to teach to my students, so I don't. I don't use too many outside. Hope Givers has been probably one of the biggest, um, especially when when we're talking about some of the things that teachers may normally say. I don't know how I want to do that in the classroom. I don't know how I'm going to bring that up. I don't want to say anything that's too edgy, um, and this just makes it such an easy way to to bring some of that out. Um, I do try to reach out and find um, different resources. Um, I use, you know, some of the big for data, um, the National Institute for Health, for example, and I'll, and I'll pull some content, but I'll use that to create lesson plans. And um, we do a lot of, you know, journal entries and a lot of discussion. I think that's probably the number one thing I do when we talk about mental health because it's so different for everybody. So I try to stay away from things that are too um, generic and and really create content um, that really pertains to to the students that I'm teaching it's in my classroom. It's tailored. It's bespoke instruction. Yes. Yes. And I think that's why it works, because you're targeting your audience, because you know them so well. Tamlin, I heard you hint at a season two, which is big news. That's exciting. Where can teachers find the Hope Givers content and associated resources? Well, they can... Uh find Hope Givers on Georgia Public Broadcasting, uh, which is uh, has been an amazing partner. Laura Evans, the uh, director of education at GPB, 
uh, has been an incredible partner and believer in hope givers when all there was was a proof of concept. So they can go there. We're on PBS Learning Media that's attached to the Google Classroom. Uh, you can also go to PBS. You can also go to WIDA PBS, which is Washington, D.C. They, they've got some content of ours. NYC's got some content of ours. Like it's, And you don't just watch the show and make your own notes, right? There are actual tools for implementation, right? What's yeah. there? So what we did was we, with our series, what we wanted to do was kind of have a standalone videos of like, if that's it, if that's all you want to do, just do that. But we have lesson plans. We have curriculum that is health education standards aligned nationally, 6th through 12th grade. We got you covered. It is completely free. Like Coach K said, plug and play. So that's all on the GPB site that you can find. We have resources that are vetted uh, for mental health resources that are on there as well uh, for anybody that is going through some challenges that maybe need a little bit more resources because uh, uh, disclaimer, hope givers, we are not mental health professionals, but we sure do work with a lot of them um, because we have to ensure that our content gets the two thumbs up. So all of that is on the GPB site and um, and you can, you can head over there. You can go to our website, hopegiversga.org. Excellent. And season two, which we've just established, any chance Coach K is going to have a hand in some of that curriculum? Yes, Coach K is going to have more of a hand in that (laughs) curriculum. We just had uh, a conversation last night uh, about uh, how that's going to to work out. And, uh, you know, I would say Coach K has been really great for what Hope Givers is and, and, and where we are now and where we're going. Um, he just really, he just uh, told me yesterday, I don't know if I can say this, I'll say it and then you'll say, don't say that. But he said all the middle schools and high schools got approved to use Hope Givers for this mm-hmm. upcoming school year. You made that happen, Coach K. I, I want, you know, at the end of the day, um, I teach at one school, but um, I just want kids to be successful. Um, anything in life, um, I, I want to, if you're going to do it, do it right. And, and I want to go big and, and something that's so great as Hope Givers, um, I, I just feel like needs to be in more classrooms. Um, so I just had those conversations and GPB is what allowed that to happen because that is an approved resource um, to use in the classroom. So um, it, it made it a little bit easier, but I, I truly just want to impact as many kids as I can. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want teachers to feel like it's just me and my class. There's so much more out there. And there's so many kids that just need somebody or a good program or somebody to listen to. So anything I can do to help, um, to, to write lesson plans, um, it, it's it's so rewarding. Anything you do with Hope Givers, um, when I get off a call, I always, and, and we know how Teams meetings are and online meetings, and, you know, sometimes you walk out and you're like, hmm, whew. But when I get off a call, I'm like, I just feel amazing. Every single time, everybody that's involved with this is so positive and genuine. And that's what makes it so successful. It's built into the DNA of the thing because of what Tamlin told us in the beginning about his motivating mission, which is very salient and very alive. You two are true teammates, beacons of hope, both of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Before we go, do you think you could leave us with a quote that you either made up yourself or are known for borrowing that gives some hope to all those listening? Um, yeah, one thing I say all the time, and it, it's short and simple, raise the bar, raise the child. That when you when you hold them to a standard and, and you elevate those expectations, so many kids will work and meet those. So we don't want to set the bar low. Um, we can always help 
if the bar is a little too high. Um, that's what a trusted adult is for. That's what teachers are for. That's what parents are for. Um, I'm going to hold you to that high standard, but I'll help you if it's needed. So that's one that I, I say all the time. I love that. What about you, Tamlin? I don't really want to go now because you, yours was so good. <laughs> no, come on. Oh, man. Don't leave um, us hanging. So so I, back in the day, I, I, I was an actor, and, and so a, a lot of acting classes. And, and so I'm, I'm taking one from a play uh, it's called Zoo, Zoo Story, and Edward Albee is a, is a playwright. Sometimes it's necessary to go a long distance out of the way in order to come back a short distance correctly. And I think that that's just part of life. And the journey that we all are in, that oftentimes we think that everybody is uh, perfect except us, especially on social media. Um, but what we're doing is we're all making mistakes and we're all on this journey and we're all just trying to figure it out. And as long as we can try to figure it out together and, and be more connected, um, that, that way back is going to be a little bit shorter. And that was all he wrote. Enough said there. That's all for episode one, Tamlin Hall. Coach Adam Kowalczyk, thank you so much for being here with us today. Audience, we've got a whole new season in store for Georgia's hope-filled educators who are always on our minds. You're a great teacher. I'm Ashley. Come back next week for more Classroom Conversations. Bye for now. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant. There is hope. If you or a loved one need assistance, please call or text 988, Georgia's Crisis and Suicide Lifeline.